Shut up and sit down. Hey Siri, what is an expert? As a noun, it means a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of or skill in a particular area. <laughs> okay, that's clearly not us. But we're not idiots either. Hmm. Arguable. <laughs> okay, fair. How about not complete idiots? We're a couple of guys who have been friends for 25 years who happen to disagree on a lot of things. This is our podcast, where we try to make sense of those things and try to understand the other's perspective. These are our inexpert opinions. Shut up and sit down. (laughs) Back at it again, folks. We had a week off, unfortunately. We did. It was a nice week off. We had focus week at work well, last week. Nice. So it was, was like say. focus week in real life too for me. Yeah, I was gonna say we were focused on work stuff. It wasn't fun. Eh, yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. All of a sudden, all of my freaking levels seem off. I'm not sure what's going on here. That keeps happening to mine. I don't know if I don't know if it's me or if somebody's oh, just messing with it. it. Or I forget that I got to mute my computer. Mute. mute. <laughs> yep, um, yep, 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 yep. What did you have for breakfast today? Uh, crushed the same thing I told you about yesterday because <laughs> now it's a problem. And what's that? So, so yesterday I came up with this new thing. So, so you take a plain bagel preferably dave's killer bread bagel do you do half or you do the whole bagel i go hard in it the whole thing i try to like i try to load my carbs in the morning as much as possible okay and then i save a little bit right before the gym like a banana or something like that like you know it's 23 22 grams of carbs something like that yeah um how many carbs are you taking in i'm supposed to get 200. 200 on average on average i'm getting around Probably a hundred and sixty-ish. I can't ever get to two hundred. I don't know. It's, I can it's barely tough. get to a hundred. Really? Yeah. Well, then, dude, I mean, like my my breakfast this morning was seventy-one carbs, seventy-one grams of carbs. Jesus. <laughs> oh, you like? I throw an eight-ounce glass of orange juice in there. That's a great way to get carbs. Okay. So yeah, no fat. So anyway, so you take a plain bagel. And then you put pesto, you, you like spread pesto on either side. Mm-hmm. And then I've been taking chicken thighs, cutting all the excess fat out of them, marinating them in like a Mediterranean seasoning and then additional pesto like in the marinade. And I let them sit for, you know, eight hours, six hours in the fridge, whatever, bake them. And then <clears throat> in the morning, I'll take one set it on, you know, like do my, uh, pesto on the bagel, whatever, throw a fricking piece of chicken thigh on the bread, throw it in the fricking, uh, whatchamacallit, what are those things called? Like a, toaster. what are those? Yeah. Toaster oven. Thank you. Toaster <laughs> oven. I couldn't think of it. I was like counter oven count. Is it a counter oven? <laughs> and then fry up a little, over easy. I do it one egg white, two or two egg whites, one egg, whole egg, and then just a little bit of cheese. And it's an orgasm in your mouth. And Lord of mercy. And Lord, I mean, seriously, I called, 
I called you yesterday and I was like, you're never going to believe what I just created. <laughs> it was so good. <sighs> okay. I'm looking back through. I want that so bad. Yeah, I want a bagel. What'd you do? What'd you do for? I want a bagel so bad. I'm yeah, looking. dude. But you I can't a, eat that crap. You can't eat bread. No, I had 124 carbs yesterday and that was a high day. So the day before, 81. Day before that, 90. 80. Well, dude, here's the problem. And this is where your issue is coming in for carbs. I guarantee it is the fact that there's so many things that you like that you can't have like zero breads, anything. I mean, that's where, I mean, you think about it. I think just one of those bagels is like f damn near 40, 46 grams of carbs right there. So it's like, it's tough to get up there when you can't and you can't have sugar either. So yeah, the only place I get carbs are, uh, fruit, fruit quinoa and oats. That's, yeah. that's basically it. Actually, you know what you could be eating? Because you can eat bonza. Bonza is packed full of fucking carbohydrates. Bonza is packed full of carbs, but it's also pass, packed full of a bunch of processed shit. So that's kind of a treat. Yeah. Like bonza is like... Uh, and it does have quite a bit of fat in it too. Yeah. Bonza is like, oh, we're going to cheat meal. Let's have some bonza mac and cheese. Um, <laughs> I found this recipe for... I think it's tuna, seaweed, and oats. Dude, you can't eat tuna. You told me this last week. It'll kill you. Well, I got... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, as much as I was eating, is absolutely going to kill me. <laughs> Sparingly. Uh, but I'm in her. I'm, 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 I'm going I'm to look into it because that's going to be a way to incorporate oats. Okay, hold on. What, what was it, though? It's tuna what? It's tuna, seaweed, and oats. It's like a... It's like a Exactly. It's really explain to me how this works. You make the same face that I did, but after reading about it, I went, okay, maybe this is going to be something that. Well, I is want it like to... a, some kind of pasta or like a salad or something? Is it like how do you mix these ingredients together? Yeah, kind of like a kind of like a salad, kind of like a pasta. Um, like like see. oats, like Quaker oats. Yeah, you could do steel. I I prefer steel oats. I like steel oats texture to regular oats. Um, okay, steel cut if you will. Um, let's see meals. Oh, <laughs> steel cut oats. Those are the ones that are like super gritty, right? Yes. Yeah. Gritty Bowman. There is this app called my fitness pal that is oh. top three best designed apps of all time, except for <laughs> That it's not. It's the opposite of best design. <laughs> it really is kind of stupid. It is atrocious. And I it's have, not that smart either. I have been in the recipes section 12 times in the last three days. Mm -hmm. That's probably not a stretch. Pro at least at least six times, twice a day. Okay. I have no idea how to get back there every time I get to zero clue. <laughs> what do you, you do? Are you actually looking my, for recipes on the app? My meals, recipes, and food. Sometimes there's a little bookmark up in the top right corner where I save recipes. Mm -hmm. You can't see it very well, but it's not there right now. It's just there's three <laughs> lines. So I don't know where my foods are. I don't know where my recipes are. I don't. It is man if i could plans recipe discovery is that where it is that's where probably it is. that's oats where it is with tuna and seaweed okay so it's uh it's oats it's a can of tuna it's sesame oil which i love it's salt black pepper 
two eggs. Spalt. Spalt. <laughs> Spalt. Spalt and black pepper. Two <laughs> eggs cooked however you want. Uh, seaweed and spinach. Spalt is Norwegian salt. <laughs> probably how they spell it too those fuckers always throwing extra letters in there and then for the people out there that can eat soy sauce they can they can add soy sauce mm. stir that fry the spinach and tuna in sesame oil over medium flame when the spinach is cooked add the salt and pepper then mix in the oats and then uh cover with two over easy eggs or or, or cook them to your desire i mean that just that sounds phenomenal 20 grams, sounds- 20 grams of protein, 20 grams of carbs, four grams of fat. That sounds pretty good. Actually, I'd eat that. I think it, I'm interested. I want to try it. I want to try it. I'd crush. I can't eat anything else. Yep. You know what I did find? What, what I'm going to do? What? what I'm going to do from here on out? I did this morning. Actually, I got prepped. I got prepped shrimp. <laughs> I've been eating a lot of shrimp. And I shrimp went back- has what high in what mercury? No. No, is it mercury? Shrimp, no, shrimp's like phenomenal. No, okay, no, that's in tuna. That's what's in tuna. Tuna. Something sh- is in shrimp that's high. I thought protein. Well, yes, that of course. Yeah, my buddy Steve loves his shrimp. I think he eats it every single day. Well, that's yeah. So I just made a bag of like seventy shrimp, and I'm just going to keep them in the fridge because ten shrimp has like twenty grams of protein and a hundred calories and no fat. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. f- fucking house shrimp. So- what is it that uh, that shrimp has? I thought that was not good for you. Isn't there something in shrimp that's not good for you? I don't know. I've I know never... it's high in dietary cholesterol, but I don't, I still, I know that we're constantly debating whether or not that's good or bad for you. To this day, I don't actually know. High amount of protein, healthy fats, in addition to a variety of vitamin, vitamins, vitamins and minerals. Hmm. Why you should never eat shrimp. <laughs> don't read that article. <laughs> It, uh, it's been banned in food production in the U S because of possible severe side effects, such as aplastic anemia and leukemia. That is from imported shrimp. I know that like all these like shellfish and all these other things that are also worried about microplastics and all of that now as well, but I'll eat plastic all day. I mean, that doesn't affect the macros at all. In fact, I wonder if I can add that into what amount of microplastics change my macro count. In fact, I wonder if that'll increase my carbon. (laughs) Can Christians these carb dense microplastics? Can Christians eat shrimp? No. Mm -mm. Nope. All right, dude. So uh, have you heard my mom called me last night? Have you heard of this thing called the pause act? In Colorado, it's I think it's Prop 16. Does the bit does the Bible say not to eat bats? <laughs> All uh, right, sorry, I'm gonna get off. Google oh, by now. the way, you know what I was thinking yesterday? So this is just random because I'm just I like to think of how I would punish people that do stupid shit. Wow, that's yeah, not the mark of a psychopath. <laughs> nope, I also never claim that I'm not. So, okay. uh, so this kid in in and around Atlanta that um, murdered six people yesterday, or I think eight, eight people are hurt, six of them dead. Is that I right? thought he murdered eight, six of them were Asian. Okay, that's, yeah, I think you're right. You're right. The other two don't so, matter because they're not Asian. Right. Or, so what I was thinking, it's like, it. you know, I know that there's a lot of like, 
you know, apparent, I mean, again, I, I, I don't experience this, but I have heard plenty about it as this kind of like, uh, um, hatefulness towards Asian Americans or whatever, because of coronavirus, which I also think is the most uneducated and asinine thing I could possibly think of. But have you seen a picture of this kid, by the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, right there, you know, something <laughs> he missed a couple years of school, but if he actually did this because he fears Asian Americans because of coronavirus, even though what I read this morning, there's other theories out there now as to why this happened. But if that's the case, I think we just put him in jail and he only gets to eat bat soup the entire time he's incarcerated. That's my. Okay. Yep, that's it. Um, We're going to give you bat soup every single day. If you don't eat good, die in here. I don't give a shit, but this is what you get every fucking meal for the entire time you're here. Hasn't he personally come out and said it, said it had nothing to do with the fact that they were Asian? I mean, how much do we believe a dude that just killed eight people? I mean, if I was a kid, if I'm going to go kill people, I have a feeling I'm probably going to tell the truth about why I, I think killed them. True, I'm not going mean, to cover it up and try to lie and try to get out of things. I'm, I'm a hateful psych- psychopath. I mean, true. And I think that's true, but I also think like, remember that kid that shot all those people in Charleston at the church? Mm-hmm. Like he did a bunch of stuff like leading up to that, like online spewing hate against, you know, African-Americans and all this stuff. But when he was caught, he was like oddly like apologetic and, and like glim about it. And I wonder it's like, in a like rage state when you're going out and creating like committing these heinous crimes. But then the second you're caught and you realize what you've done, does that change? I don't, I don't know. I, I couldn't even imagine doing what he did. So I don't know what it would be like, but I would think that like all of a sudden the reality of you being caught and what you just d- did and what it means for the rest of your life. I wonder if you're like, Oh fuck. So I don't know, maybe he, and so he says that as a way to like, okay, maybe this helps me. I also read this morning that this had something to do with the fact that he was apparently a sex addict and these massage parlors were prostitution rings or something like, yeah, or something that like was, it made it easy, easily accessible for him to like fulfill some kind of sexual fantasy. And he wanted to like do away with them. So he wasn't constantly like, yeah, that's, that's what I read. Yeah. And so, I mean, that seems also crazy as well, but you know, I mean, we're talking about a crazy person, so that seems crazy has no place. And that also seems like a much more, when I hear something like that, I go, yep, that's why he did it because you don't just come up with that. You know, it's not like you go kill somebody because you're racist and because you hate that they're Asian. And then you're like, okay, now when I get caught, I'm going to have this waiting on the back burner for my excuse. Like that's right. just such a bizarre and yeah, odd you, excuse. You, anybody in the court of law, any jury is going to go, yep, that's why he did it because you don't just come up with that excuse. Yeah. If you were going to backpedal and you were going to backtrack and you were going to try to undo what you just done and you had some remorse and you, your, your conscience was kicking in. That's not where you go. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so anyway. Yeah. I mean, you can't, I I can't imagine that a lot of these, especially younger kids that do this shit, put 
you can't say that though. That's not true because some put a lot of thought and, and like tons of thought, dude. Yeah. And like execution into this stuff. Tons of thought. This, this didn't necessarily seem like that because it was, I mean, or or maybe I'm sure there was some planning, I guess it's horrible to think like this, but he was able to do, what was it? Three different places, I think. Really? Or two. And they weren't, I think it was three different places. There was two in the city of Atlanta and one, I think in north of Atlanta somewhere. But anyway. Have uh, you watched Run, Hide, Fight yet? Run, Hide, Fight? No. God, that's a... What's uh, that? It's a movie that came out maybe, I don't know, three months ago, four months ago, about a school shooting. That like okay. That's the whole premise. These four kids take over the school and basically try to Columbine or Sandy Hook it. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know that it was necessarily based on any sort of it's 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 good it's not great it's not like i would say oh my god you got to go watch this but if you're lying around on a friday night saturday night with something to you know nothing to do something to watch mm-hmm. um it's it's good but uh what's thomas jane was he the punisher yeah yeah he was the punisher he's one of the main characters in it um but yeah it, it, my point is I don't know that it's based on any real events or anything like that, but it does. It's it, it does a very good job, in my opinion, of uh, kind of inserting you into these kids. The the one main kid that's kind of the mastermind of everything, and then he's he's kind of courted these three people into following him. Mm-hmm. Um, the sociopathy that that is involved with that, and like all of the intricacies. To your point of like, it, I think it takes. I think a lot of them, not all of them. There's the the people in Charleston where I think he just went and shot up some shit because the, the church, because he was, I don't think that was like meticulously like the sniper in DC. I don't know if you remember that thing a few years back, like 10 years ago or whatever, where, yeah, yeah. like, I mean, that was like, that was meticulously planned. That was right. like, I mean, he probably had a whole war room, uh, you know, on, on, on what yeah, was going on. Same thing. On. Like the dude that freaking uh, shot up las vegas he knew exactly what he was doing he had he'd had an entire arsenal brought up to his hotel room he knew exactly what was going to happen yep and this and that movie kind of shows and outlines a lot of that well not outlines but but you can see a lot of that in there like god they would have had to gone to pretty extreme circumstances to orchestrate this and put it all together it's Mm -hmm. a very unsettling movie to say the least i bet especially if you have kids i can imagine how fucked that must be correct yeah Yeah, beth wouldn't watch it with me yeah. So I no, watched it while she fair. was gone. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But you started to say something about the pause act. Right. Yes. So my mom called me last night and she was explaining to me that there's now in Colorado, apparently there's this proposition being debated around how livestock is going to be treated in Colorado. And apparently they want to change the laws so that all animals being bred as livestock are essentially given 25% of their lifespan before they can be killed for slaughter, like taken to slaughter. Versus like so pumping them full of hormones average, and ramping them up cow, and all that. Right. So on average, a cow go is lives about a two-year lifespan from the time they're born to when they're fed, you know, plumped up and then taken to slaughter two years. That would mean that cattle would then live, live until approximately eight years. 
Um, chickens, I think is like six, four or six years. Turkeys are, were like a long time, like eight years or something like that. That they it's have like, to, that they have to live like on these farms and in captivity. Yes, before what's they are. The lifespan, yeah. What's the lifespan of a cow? Eight years? No, I think more than that. I mean, if it's eight years, you would think, well, hold on. Let me, I can pull up the, I had the article. I, I didn't, I didn't quite follow you. So the average lifespan today is two years. And that is from when they are born, fed to slaughtered. Yeah. So it's, okay. uh, let me see here. So it says right here. So that would give, um, the natural lifespan it, as 20 years for cattle. So, so you're looking at five the, years for a cow, five years for cows, eight, eight years for chickens, 10 years for turkeys, six years for ducks, 15 years for pigs and 15 years for sheep and six years for a rabbit. And 25 years for a human. <laughs> yes. No, those are, those are their expected lifespans. So you would have to like, so for cattle, 20 years it would have to be five, eight years for chickens would be two, 10 years for turkeys, you know, two and a half. Yeah. So and what's current for chickens? Like 12 weeks? Yeah, I don't, God, I bet. Is it even a year? No, I don't think I don't it is. Know. I don't think it is. I think it's very fast. Yeah. So, but like my mom and I were having this discussion. It's like, that could have a, I mean, think about the additional cost of keeping a cow around for an extra three years. Mm -hmm. I mean, once you've got it plumped up to that point, you've got to keep feeding it or it's going to start to lose that weight. You know, it's mm -hmm. going to, all that stuff's going to, I mean, it's going to, it's, it's, this is one of those things where it's like, there's a part of me that understands like the, like the humane treatment of an animal, regardless of their being raised as livestock or not. Like, I don't think you, because an animal is, is considered livestock, you should be able to like torture it or beat the shit out of it or whatever. Sure. But, and I understand, I guess I can kind of see the point of this, not necessarily like the end point, but like, okay, they're just saying, why don't we give these animals more of a chance to live a little bit longer before we just kill them off for food? But I'm also like my thought when talking to my mom last night was, does it matter? Like no. here you get an extra three years before we kill you. No. And it's not like animals. And again, this is arguable because I don't have actual facts on any of this, but are animals even aware of their more own morality? I think we're learning Mortality? that more and more. Sorry? I mean, I, I think it's like that plant intelligence book I was telling you about the other day that mm -hmm. I have yet to read. I'm sorry, little sister. Um, but I, I think we're <laughs> learning that more and more that there are, a lot of animals and a lot of things living things out there that are more in tune with the earth and the energy and life than, than we give credit to. Mm -hmm. But I don't see how prolonging the life of a cow from two years to five years means that you're now treating the animal more humanely. I would argue you're doing it the opposite you're, you're doing a disservice because you're now prolonging this animal's death and if there is any element or thought of mortality within its little brain it's now going oh, okay oh and then the other ones are looking going john made it five Pff, bolt you know hey, right. done uh you're just you're just prolonging i think about that way with 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 uh people on death row it's like if you're on death row and you know you're gonna die just kill him now just yeah. What's the point of holding him in a cell for 20 years and spending right. taxpayer dollars, uh, wasting resources and food and other, we could be taking the people, the guards that are watching these, these death row inmates that are on there for 30 years, the guards that are watching those, 
we, we could take those guards and train them to rehabilitate other prisoners mm-hmm. and focus the 27 years that those that we could have back on other prisoners and just wipe the death row dude out who i mean he's gonna die what yeah you're just prolonging the inevitable and it's silly it's it's silly and you can sit there and call that i don't know uh heartless yeah yeah um that's calling not calling you heartless i was helping you with a word I, yeah <laughs> no no that's, 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 sake. that's not the word i was looking for but it's it's a synonym i don't understand i don't understand that that i don't know anything about factory farming um i don't know the costs associated with it i don't know whether or not these cows think that they're living these great lives or if they sit there and they're like wow my life is just really shitty what i do mm-hmm. know though is if the end game is the exact same you're just prolonging the inevitable and you're doing nothing right. for that animal now and if just you increasing are going, the cost of care for those animals if there is something behind it where you exactly you're increasing the cost of care for those animals so so that now farming has become even more expensive right yeah it says this this thing says uh, it would potentially increase the cost this is talking about uh cattle specifically but it said it could mean an additional twelve hundred dollars per animal in just feed alone i mean that it's it's like 250 percent or 150 percent as far as i'm concerned if they're yeah. two years right now and they're jumping up to five years um if Beef sold to consumers would increase approximately $2 per pound. If there's something behind the act that is centered around how they're fed and how they're treated and how they're taken care of. For instance, like right now, I know there are a lot of antibiotics and a lot of steroids and a lot of things. And, and we're getting away from that slightly, but there are still a lot of things that we pump into these animals in order to Mm -hmm. get them to size quicker. Mm -hmm. Like if that is all stripped away, then I can start to see some of the positive benefits for doing something like this. But if, if the cow's living in the exact same way, and I, again, I don't, I don't, this is the first time I've heard, I've heard anything about it. I don't, I don't understand. No, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You're just, you're just, you're placating the cows. You're placating a bunch of probably Democrat liberal people within the state of Colorado that are looking for the ethical and humane treatment of animals. Right. Because those farmers don't want that at all. I can guarantee that. Oh yeah. No, I don't want that as a consumer because of what you just said with regard to the cost of meat now going up $2. Right. I also wonder what that will do to the supply chain. Like, does that mean I go to the grocery store and meat is only available on Mondays and Fridays or Mondays and Thursdays because there's not enough meat to go around now? I mean, that's that's, Colorado would just have to import more of their meat because nobody's going to. I mean, because the thing is, is it's just happening in Colorado. It doesn't mean that every other state doesn't have that. They don't have to follow those rules. And the thing is, is in that bill, it says that Colorado can sell can sell meat from other states that don't have their rules. It's like all of a sudden people are like, well, I'm going to import all of my shit then because fuck you. I'm not getting it from here. No one's going to pay extra money for that. I mean, the people that are like, oh, I like say that again. They can do they can do what? So any other state that doesn't abide by those laws, 
as long as it's imported from those states into Colorado, Colorado can sell it. Any other state that doesn't like those laws? No, is- that any other state doesn't follow these new, let's say this passes. Yep. So let's say, you know, Nebraska is still following the whole 24 months, kill them, butcher yep. them, whatever. Yep. Colorado can just import meat from Nebraska and sell it in Colorado that doesn't have those rules. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's just it's just really for Colorado livestock. Yep. What is the point? I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to figure it out last night. I mean, I understand like if you're a vegan and you never want to eat meat again, that makes sense. Okay. You don't give a shit if meat prices go up, quite frankly. But I can't imagine this is just a proposal brought to the legislature because of a bunch of vegans. I have a feeling that's not it. I know this is probably animal rights activists and whatever. Again, probably a lot of them vegan. <laughs> is PAWS an acronym or is it P-A-W-S or is it P-A-U-S-E? No, what, what that's is what it? I thought too, but it's P-A-U-S-E. It's P-A-U-S-E? So it's got to yeah. be an acronym, Or just look right? up Prop Prop 16. People's. Ad- yeah, here, I'll tell you what it stands for. It sounds for protect animals from unnecessary suffering and exploitation. That doesn't do that. If you're just... <laughs> There's got to be so much more to it. I'm, I need to read it now because there's yeah. got to be so much to, to just to just extend it five years. You are actually causing that animal more suffering. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. just if we could find a way to grow the cow at mature size in the womb of the mother cow and just have it plop out onto the thing and then pop it with the, the bolt gun, that would be <laughs> ideal because then the cow doesn't suffer at all. You know, um, right. The longer, yeah, yeah, that's, that's silly. That's silly. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I just, this was brought up and I thought we, it'd be fun to chat about it since you are in fact in the state. Yeah. I'm going to have to read about it. Pause, 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 pause. I'm going to, I'm going to jot it down. Yeah. And it's weird because there's a bunch of other pause initiatives as well, but this one is called, uh, it's called the Colorado prop 16 on the 2022 ballot. 16 on the 20, 20, 20, 20, 16. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. What else is going on? What the fuck else is happening? Uh, on the topic of food, what do you know about Monsanto, Monsanto and all the GMO stuff? And I know round, that they're not, round I know that people don't love them. People don't love them. No, but Monsanto um, owns like all of the freaking, all of the grains and everything like, like Cargill, all of those big like seed corn companies yeah. Monsanto owns. Yeah. They pretty much control a substantial percentage of American farming industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't Monsanto go- was behind the Roundup problem that we saw a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go too far tinfoil hat and especially if you haven't seen it but um my my <laughs> sister sent me this this uh youtube video of this doctor named brett west maybe something like that um but he's this big what's your name brett west nice to meet it's, you it's something like that it, it's not adam west because he makes the comment in the beginning that he's really really close to batman because batman's adam west right the, the mm-hmm. batman in the in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. um and some it's some alan west anyway anyway um it's this whole like hour, it's like an hour-long seminar talk that he gives this uh this 
green earth or sustainable earth organization group on uh, GMOs and Roundup and Monsanto specifically and, and like what it's done to the foods that we eat. Mm-hmm. And that, the reason I said I want to go tinfoil hat is because I I don't know anything about the topic. I, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can either. recall when Diggles was like super anti GMO, anti Monsanto, um, all of that. I never spent any time researching it, looking into it. I did pull back the reins on the amount of corn that I ate and all of that. And now I'm, I'm I don't do any of it. Right. Just because of mm-hmm. whatever. But. It is a very like he has so much data and so many statistics and so many charts and so many overlays. And uh, it is a very, 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 very compelling argument as to why we are in the state that we are with regard to obesity and uh you because know, of these GMOs, like a lot of these autoimmune really? diseases and all of the yeah, and it maps kind of to what Paul Saladino, the guy that was on Rogan, talking about the canola oils and all these vegetable oils. Oh yeah, oils. yeah, I mean, the it's fucking very, palm it's, farms it, and all that. It's yeah. very similar to that. Um, it is, it is like I said, it's it's tinfoil hat because I because I haven't researched it, and it's like oh my god, he is spreading the the truth, you know, but it is. It's wild. Like mm-hmm. there's the two things that that were craziest to me is he he outlines this study done and or not study but he he backtracks when we started seeing all of these gluten allergies and celiac disease gluten, and all that yeah, coming up right intolerance and, yeah. and it was it was right around the mid 90s okay. and in 1994 Monsanto had all of this roundup left over from a number of of things part 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 of it was um, or it wasn't Roundup. It was the chemical that they used to make Roundup, which is the same chemical they used to make Agent Orange, right? Right. It's the, the same food. stuff that they freaking outlawed after like that issue v- with Vietnam using it War. in like near crops and right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And they had this huge amount of it left over and they didn't know what to do with it. And so they start, they'd created this product that is, um, and I might be spewing lies and, and, and bullshit because I've, <laughs> everyone I gone, do your own research. <laughs> yeah. Everybody do your own research because I haven't gone and looked at this as an actual product, but it, again, the data and statistics and everything that he uses to back it up is very compelling. And so it's, it's either he is this wonderfully, which could be true, um, articulate and, 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 uh, salesy. Yeah. Um, convincing pusher anyway Mm -hmm. they made this product because wheat farmers um especially up in like montana and places where you've got like cold weather that comes in and destroys wheat crops right Mm -hmm. like I've, i've heard that from beth a number of times um they created this product that kills the wheat immediately Instead of because wheat is wheat's like the one crop you basically have to let it die before you can mm-hmm. harvest it and utilize it. Right. So right. You, you harvest wheat, you let it die, you let it dry out, you let it go through yeah. this process and then it breaks Run down. Bail it. So Whatever. this product kills the wheat basically instantaneously. It's like it's like a two or three day process versus like a six week process. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it allows these farmers to harvest their wheat that much faster, which ultimately adds the chemical to it one but two doesn't allow the wheat to mature kind of like the cow so maybe that's 
part of this cow thing. Maybe there's things that are happening in the cows in the five-year term that don't happen in the two-year term, right? That make the meat healthier, that make all this. Wheat doesn't go through its entire life cycle, and therefore it doesn't build up a lot of these proteins and things within that it. That we have traditionally been had access to in the block past. Certain things for celiac disease and gluten, so it really? basically jump starts the, the the gluten allergy right then and there, uh-huh. right? And he backtracks it back to the mid nineties, right when this started being used, and that's right when we started hearing about all of these uh, these gluten allergies and things. So that was the first thing that 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 it was like, holy shit, that's that's pretty wild. The other thing though is he has this map overlay of cancer in the United States and autoimmune okay. disorders, and they used to be up in. Um, like the Pacific Northwest, and he he doesn't get into why it was in the Pacific Northwest and and Cal- the Northern California and all that, but he shows the trend line and and, and time lapse over time. They're largely centered kind of in that area, the, the like really hot spots, and then there's something like Connecticut and, and up there as well, right? Now, as of probably the mid '90s to early 2000s, it's all concentrated down in your area, right? And the dirty south with the, the dirty, biggest dirty. area in the Baton Rouge, Louisiana area, uh-huh. which which he he says it's got the nickname. It's called like Cancer Alley or something like that right now. Oh God. OK. And he says, do you know why this is? And the whole group's like, no, no. And then he starts going through and he shows the overlay of Monsanto and Roundup usage over. Mm-hmm. That. And he's like, it's all being used right here in the Midwest. So what's happening down here, right? And then he shows all of the tributaries and rivers and the <gasps> whole United States slopes down into the Gulf of Mexico, the Gulf of Mexico and the Southeast. And so all of this is into the groundwater and into the Mississippi River and Missouri River oh, and just shit. flowing all down to you guys. And I mean, the, the hot spot, like. It is crazy to watch. And it, I'm like getting goosebumps thinking about it. Like it is, yeah. it is fascinating, but it's, it's all. And then he starts going through like the amount of uh, roundup and the, the, I forget the name of the chemical, but the parts per million in, in, in the water and everything. And mm-hmm. like, it matches exactly to where all of these hotspots are for cancer and autoimmune disorders and all that. He's like, people think it's the South and they're eating shitty, but they've been eating that way for Hundreds of and years, so they're right? using that probably those that those same water sources to like any crops grown down there are being watered from there, and it's just like yep. oh shit. So it's just so like even if they're not using those fertilizers or anything, they're still getting put into the product. Yes. Wow. Yes. Again, tinfoil hat. I don't know, but <laughs> that's yeah. not. I mean, it sounds. I mean, it's not like the, like that. Theoretically, sounds one hundred percent feasible. Very compelling. Very compelling. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. It is crazy. Like that, that I'll send it to you. You don't. I mean, obviously, you don't have to watch it, but uh, no, I, I'm actually got, intrigued now. Was this on YouTube? It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me and Beth watched it in bed and it was like my my sister sends me a lot of those things. And, and a lot of them like she's she's not. Some of them you watch and you kind of go, well, you know, I I don't know about that. Like, that's questionable. There's obviously an agenda or something like that behind this, you know, and while there may be 
some true elements or maybe it's 100% true. It's obviously pushing this, this narrative because there are ulterior motives because they're selling X, Y, or Z mm-hmm. or because they're trying to get this, this message across or whatever. This was pretty yeah. innocuous. He's, he's, he's a, he's a doctor. He's focused on nutrition for however long. And, and at the very end, like the last 10 or 15 minutes, he plugs this product that he has that apparently him and his company for the last 10 years have been researching on how to block, uh, your body from, from absorbing whatever mm-hmm. this chemical that is in, in roundup. Um, and that's like the one that, I mean, it's literally like, it's so it's, it's 10 seconds. He says, and we've been developing this product and that's all he says. So it's mm-hmm. not like he doesn't go into it. He doesn't go to, it's not so, like this major sales pitch at the end. Right. Right. It's just right. literally more of kind of an awareness thing. And so it felt very, um, it felt very unbiased and very, uh, yeah, like I said, compelling and truthful, even though yeah. I have no idea. No, yeah, send it to me. I'd like to see it. Interesting. God, it's just, it, it goes to show we have no idea what the hell we're putting in our bodies most times. I've told you, man, this diet has taught me more about that than, like, I, I all of the food ink and, uh, you know, supersize me and all that, like, I'd be lying if I said that throughout this, this, these last six weeks, I haven't been like, okay, assemble, love you. This is the best job I've ever had, but I'm I've like, my calling is to go do this now because I'm infuriated by the regulate, the regulation in the food industry. It's, it's mm-hmm. dog shit. It's garbage. Yeah. I mean, you've read all those articles about how like be organic, like certified organic labels and stuff they put on things. All you've got to do, there's a lot, most of the time it's not even proof. As long as you pay a little extra, you can get yep. to, you get to put that certified organic label on your shit. And it's yep. like, and there's the, the oversight is, is lacking at best. And it's all marketing. I mean, we had grass fed beef for the longest time. Now we've got, and then they, they started to realize that it was grass fed. Right. But at the end of its life, as it was sitting there hanging in the, in the, in the butcher room or whatever, it was being pumped full of grain and all that because they made it, they made, they made it taste better. So now Mm -hmm. it's grass fed and grass finished. And it's, I mean, it's all of these different marketing bullshit. And and I mean, have you seen, have you, when was the last time I, I, I know you do this, you go to the egg aisle holy shit i need a fucking goddamn map for what yeah. all of this means yeah you have like cage free free range freaking free range with su- or cage free with sunshine cage free one day of rain you know oxygen parts per million x it's just like dude what the fuck? and then it goes from like you can buy the still the shitty cheap eggs which apparently are like hey this we fucking we raised this thing in the space of a Rubik's cube to, um, Hey, here's a 12 pack of, or a a dozen eggs for fucking $15. And these chickens all were raised with their brothers and sisters in a loving home and petted every day. It's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how much of this is true either. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a really good example of, uh, eggs you bring up the eggs we refrigerate the shite out of our eggs mm-hmm. you walk yeah, through no, the grocery store normal uh, normal eggs or not my mom has chickens and totally. she never puts them in the fridge and they sit on our counter for a week yep and totally fine and those are the best tasting eggs i've ever had by the way exactly exactly and, those, and the yolks dude they're, they're not so yellow. orange yeah they're like like, like almost deep red. orange yeah, yeah they're almost red um and 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 they hit different 
You know, I mean, <laughs> they just hit, lack, different. <laughs> they hit different for lack of a better way to put it. Like, uh, but you know exactly sh- what you're giving those chickens. You're feeding them food. And then of course, free range. My mom, I think my mom treats all of her chickens better than I was ever treated as a child, by the way. But, um, and it kind of pisses me off. I'm a little bit resentful. We're not going to talk about it, but like she's out there like giving him like scraps and leftover chickens. Apparently will fucking eat anything. You can actually feed chicken chickens and they'll eat it which yeah. is odd a but, lot of animals so that way yeah but my mom's like taking all these leftover foods out there every single day she takes like corn on the cob that she cooks she cooks corn on the cob for the week and every day she goes and puts like two things of corn on the cob on these like spikes and the chicken just go bat shit my mom i, I swear to god they get fed better than i did as a child my parents yeah. were like oh here's beans and wieners but the fucking goddamn chickens get steak and corn on the cob fuckers yeah she gave but us some anyway, of those eggs and they're so you're it's right like, and, and it makes a difference huge difference yeah huge difference so it's like so even even and i and again you can tell i think you know if you buy nice eggs you actually can see that like the, the color of the yolk is definitely darker yep but nothing like chickens raised in your own damn backyard like i've never seen them that dark before there's a brand my sister sent me the other day i'll send them to you i think they're called blue heritage i believe yeah, i know the brand mm-hmm. they're like 11 dollars yeah a 12 pack a yeah dozen. blue heritage i also think sells you can buy their you can buy quail eggs from them as well yes yes yeah those are the closest thing i've like she sent them to me she said you have to try these things these things there and so i i went and i was like these are like they're almost like farm fresh eggs. I mean, mm-hmm. they're damn close, but they're refrigerated because they cleaned them and they washed the, you know, there's something on the shell when it comes out of the chicken that protects the egg inside of it. Okay. And that is why you are allowed to leave them on the counter because it's got this special casing. It's kind of like the difference between, I don't know if you've ever read about or heard about the difference between vaginal birth and cesarean birth. Um, not to, you know, put down the, the, the girls out there that have done cesarean. Cause that's, it's gotta be done well, sometimes. A lot of times but, it's not their option. Right. Their choice. But there is a, when the baby comes out of the birth canal and out of the, the mother's vagina, it is basically covered on the way out with the mother's microbiome. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it, it comes out and ha- it's covered in all of this bacteria and it ends up that ends up building right then and there the baby's microbiome and kind of jumpstarting mm-hmm. the baby's microbiome, right? And I, I'm not a doctor, but babies that <laughs> <You're> are <not? laughs> babies that are born cesarean do not get that advantage. And there are doctors that suggest if your baby's born cesarean to take your baby out and then swab the shite out of your wife's j and rub it all over the baby because (laughs) because it it misses that (laughs) because it misses that right and it's it's a fairly like there are enough studies done that doctors know that it's a fairly significant um i guess hindrance that's not why is my brain not working anyway the eggs thursday has kind of a same thing and when you wash the eggs you wash that film off and now they are much more susceptible to salmonella and so you have to fucking refrigerate them which i also think that for whatever reason americans believe that refrigerated items are safer i think it would be hard at this point to convince them otherwise i think that that's very true i think that's very true 
Yeah. Cause you like remember back in the day, like milk, even remember when the delivery the milk totally. delivery guy, he just yep. set that shit on your fucking front porch and, that's, and it was, I was fine. Telling, I've told you about that. That stuff's delicious. So mm-hmm. good, dude. I bet. And I bet you could drink it. Yeah. You, you having a problem milk. with an intolerance to milk. I bet you could drink it. Yeah. Because but it's highly got, pasteurized shit. Like yep. you have to, they, they're removing any of the protectant out. And Correct. you have to have it refrigerated. Correct. I mean, so have you ever smelled got, milk that you've left out on the counter for just six hours? You're like, dude, oh my God, what happened? Dude. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. It's crazy, yeah. man. It's, it's the, the amount and it's of all done. And again, we live in a capitalistic society. The idea is to make money. And on top of that, I, you know, the other concern too is would we actually, let's say in some fucking, you know, fucking alternate universe where none of these um genetically modified or scientifically modified or you know uh um anything that was done essentially to uh extend the shelf life of a product was taken out nothing added into and we did everything the way it was done 300 years ago 200 years ago whatever would we be able to feed the population on earth doing it that way? No, no, I don't think so either. No. Yeah. So I understand like this is, but then again, is there an argument to be made that if you weren't able to feed, yes, all those people, would we have the population size? No, right. No, no. And that's the chicken or the egg. (laughs) Mm -hmm. <laughs> See what we did there? <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, and then now it's unfortunately you and I are having this conversation where we would like to see things start to being rolled back, but then again we run into we're already in a food shortage in in you know, especially lower income areas in just the United States, but it's so much worse all over the world. You know, it's it, it we run into this problem like there's people who are in a comfortable enough position to pay extra money for food that is actually probably raised a little bit more humanely, you know, maybe doesn't have as many additives, et cetera, but you can't shut off everything that we've already put in place or more people will starve. So it's like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a double-edged sword really. Yeah, it is a double-edged sword. Um, I do think though that as fast as we go through food now, I mean, especially this this snowstorm you know when you there were elements of the grocery store that was like whoa everything is gone right Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. is completely wiped out i think that we from a production standpoint we've gotten to the point where we can mass produce food right Mm -hmm. that was problem number one we can't produce enough food right right but we've gotten there now where we can produce this much food um storing refrigeration spoiling those were some of the other problems right which we now solved. i feel like we can move through the the food quickly enough that we could probably start to dial back the the genetically modified aspect of things and just mm-hmm. grow us sustainably and right. get it on the shelf and it doesn't need to stay on the shelf for six weeks it can stay on right. the shelf for four days because there's enough people that are going to get it and go right. out so, so I think we're getting to a point where we should be at a point where we can do that. So now the problem is probably producing enough food that is not genetically modified at a, at a, at a cadence 
frequent mm-hmm. enough to to replenish the shelves which have you seen these uh that's being that's being uh that seems solved too you know i i saw have you seen those underground gardens that they've gotten like new york Mm-mm. oh you mean uh dispensaries yeah grow I, I think they started i think they started out of that but this company is I mean, they're like warehouses underground and they're mm-hmm. growing hydroponic plants and fruits and they're all sustainably grown. They're all 100% organic, et cetera, no, no, no GMOs. And they pipe like sunlight and all of that in from the surface of the earth through these giant tubes and things a lot like those bank tubes that used mm-hmm. to suck them, you know, mm-hmm. um, and but they're like hundreds of feet underground. And they're doing this because there's obviously no space or mm-hmm. uh, area in, in 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 New York to do this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just got well, to like artificial room. light and everything, but it's like perfect temp, perfect moisture levels, everything. I mean, it is it's a 100% controlled environment, which is nice. Yeah, but this is not artificial light because they're they found oh, they like a way it. to like with mirrors bounce the actual oh, sunlight cool. down through these tubes into wow. yeah. It's crazy. So it's so they're not spending any money on on electricity and all that because the light is coming and then it's dark and it's dark. And yeah. So these plants are growing down there underground. And I forget where Beth and I watched that probably on Netflix in some sort of modern Marvels show or something like that. But it was there was a show around the drug industry that they did. Like they showed how marijuana plants are grown for like these, you know, like dispensaries and and like places like California and Vegas, wherever, like Colorado, I'm sure. And they went through like, here is for people who sell flour and how it's made. And then have people who do like the oils and the edibles and stuff and how it's made. And and what's funny is a lot of the people that are starting these ex- extremely profitable, um, like grow operations or, or, you know, medical or, or marijuana products or whatever, is that these are like scientists and like engineers from the Sil- from Silicon Valley that go and do this because they approach it all from a scientific perspective to be like, what is the way I can create a the perfect product time and time again? And by that, by doing that in a controlled environment, they can guarantee like this is how much loss we'll have. This is like, you know, all of these things. And because it's such an incredibly regulated industry they have to have control of it. And it's mm-hmm. impressive what they do. Like there's this one guy, he has these ma- massive, massive, like, I mean, it looks probably like three semi trailers, like end to end underground, but they're like probably four of those wide. And it's just lines of marijuana plants. And they have like all these special watering features, like how they get watered, how much they get watered, when they get light, when they don't, what the temperature is. They like the temperature fluctuates from like the time of day to evening. It's like impressive. Huh. It's just like, man. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, I mean, the fact that we spend that much effort on like marijuana, we could probably do the exact same thing. With, with a number of other foods. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like that old adage of the drug kingpins. It's like if you spend uh, the same amount of time you do pushing cocaine and heroin on, I don't know, solving homelessness or child education, 
probably oh, yeah. be in a pretty good fucking spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just no money in it. Yeah. So. Word. Anyway. You got to hop off for your yeah, call? Yeah, I got to jump. I got go. I got another call, another meeting, got unfortunately. Another meeting. Got another this podcast. Was, this was fun. He's got another podcast. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, homie. But, all right, Pepin. Well, this was fun. We'll be back next week. Back with another beat. Back with another banger. Enjoy your Thursday. All right, I love you. Love you, player. All right, faces. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Please don't forget to download and subscribe to Inexpert Opinions in your favorite podcast app. And uh, you'd be doing us a huge favor if you gave us a five-star rating. That helps us grow. Growing's good. Everything needs to grow, including Inexpert Opinions. We're trying to blow this thing up, y'all. So, uh, yeah, rate us. We love you. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Shut up and sit down.